Stampod Productions. Hello, uh, my name is Rasmus Tiller and I'm listening to On The Bike. On your bike? On, on your, your, on your yeah, bike, yeah. <laughs> we'll keep that, we'll use that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank Hello, you're listening to On Your Bike, I'm Sandy Rajvajla and I'm at the back of the peloton which is just setting off this very second day. I've just rolled out of South End on Sea uh, and every day we have a different system and in fact the Bolton Equities uh, guys are actually just leaving now. You're already behind! <laughs> just gives a little smell. Uh, taking your time, you got time, he's got time. Uh, yeah, so, so I don't know. It looks, like, it looks like that start has caught a few cold, including us here on your bike, because Bolton Equities were still getting out of the uh, bus, but they are on the way. Um, it's funny, every day we have a different setup here, and I've just literally been stood next to the riders. There's no barriers on this side where I am with the buses. Um, just next to like Luke Lamperti, a second ago, uh, and on the road. <laughs> Quite bizarre. But anyway, um, let's say hello to our my fellow co-presenters. Um, Katie Magic at uh, On Your Bike HQ. How are you feeling about today, Katie? I'm quite excited about today, actually. After yesterday, which kind of broke the scripts and, and something different happened, I'm feeling optimistic. I'm feeling excited about uh, maybe other teams getting involved and, and, and ripping up the script again, and hopefully we'll see some really exciting racing. Now, Harriet, you were working yesterday, but then you tuned in, and uh, for logistical purposes, you are going straight to Harlow. So what's your, what's your plan today? Yeah, I mean, actually... You can tell you've already made a cycling fan out of me because the first thing I did when I got into the hotel was chuck on ITV4 so I didn't miss the end of the race. And I was like, oh my goodness, like, I was so excited to see it. And I, I'm not going to lie, I had major FOMO. So I'm excited that I'm getting back into it today. I'm going to be <laughs> driving straight to Harlow. I, th- I'm not, I don't even know how far it is, but I'm going to be driving there. I'm going to soak in the atmosphere, hopefully get to speak to some riders when they've got off the stage. And fingers crossed, I'll see you, Sunny. Uh, yes, you will. And uh, just by the way, I've just had a, mo- a WhatsApp message from Ricky Pascoe, who is the owner of St Pyrrhon, who uh, we're going to hear from uh, in a mo. Uh, just saying, sorry, mate. I had to dash, and I'm like, yeah, I just see, I've just seen you go in your team car. Don't worry about that. You've got, you've got a race to, uh, to help keep organised, or at least your team, anyway. So I did say at the start that I had a, a pretty interesting experience here at the back of the peloton because the buses, where the buses are, is next to the start line. So the riders have been able to uh, jump straight out from the bus and straight onto the course. In case of Bolton uh, Equities Black Spoke pro cycling to give them the full name uh, they missed the start but of course it's uh, neutralized for a few kilometers so it'll be all right to catch up back with the peloton which will definitely not step up step, set off without them but we're going to hear from what essentially was my impression of martin brundle in a moment but first we are in south end we're heading to harlow what can we expect today here's harriet muckle with our preview Stage six of the Tour of Britain will be kicking off on South End's coastline and end in Harlow with a 146 kilometer route through Essex. South End on Sea has seven miles of coastline. At the start, the riders will pass one of the city's most famous landmarks, South End Pier, which is the longest pleasure pier in the world, stretching out 1.33 miles into the sea. After rolling out from South End's Western Esplanade, the first 65 kilometres loop around the towns of Rochford, Southwood and Ferrers with a sprint in Burnham on Crouch. The King of the Mountain climb for the stage is on Ship Road in Chelmsford. It's a Cat 3 reaching 2.07 kilometres. 
The route then commences its westerly path towards Harlow, running parallel to the River Blackwater, then through Ingotstone, which is apparently known as one of the most desirable places to live in the UK. While this is the first time that the Tour of Britain will visit Southend, the first 90 kilometres of the race replicates the end of the women's tour in 2021. Route director Andy Hull says it wasn't broken, so we're not fixing it. Here he is with more on stage six of the Tour of Britain. Don't let the fact that Essex is flat fool you. Um, this is going to be all about the crosswinds, possibly, this stage. There's left, right turns coming at them, you know, every couple of kilometres. So, you know, if that wind changes, the echelons are going to form. And if you're in the wrong split, you're out the back. Thanks for that, Harriet. That's going to be a really good day out, I think. And you're going to be there in Harlow to see the finish, which is probably going to be another sprint. But more importantly, uh, we'll be heading into the final weekend of action. And currently, Wout van Aert's got the leader's jersey for the first time, and that's the jersey that he is chasing. So it'll be interesting to see whether he can keep that jersey on his shoulders today or if one of the other 55 riders who are all on the same time at the moment can keep it. What do you think, Harriet? Oh, definitely. And I hope he does win so I get the chance to speak to him after the, after the podium. Now, let's go back in time 10 minutes because Sani was at the start line so we can get the full pre-race experience from buses to start line. Um, morning, boys. Morning. When else? When else? legs hurt today as well. <laughs> uh, oh, it's, oh, I thought it was Moby Star. No, it's DSM. Um, uh, Ricky, have you got a moment? Yeah, sure. Um, Looking, oh, yeah, I'm gonna really hope that the copywriter doesn't get a strike with Daddy Cool, Boney M playing in the background. Yeah, yeah. Are you, are you missing the handshake? Oh, it's Andy Hawes, race route director. Andy Hawes, how are we feeling today? Hey, morning, Sonny. Yeah, good. You? Yeah, I'm all right, thank you. Um, what are your feelings about today? It's gonna be another scorcher, isn't it? Um, <laughs> this is the longest I've gone without wearing a coat in this country. <laughs> Yeah, no, today's going to be good. It's uh, another super short stage, 143k, so uh, I should expect it to go from the gun again, really. Yeah, and it's definitely going to be busier. We're finally getting all the London lovies are going to be turning up at Harlow, aren't we? Absolutely, yeah. No, the crowds are building here already. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's really good to see everybody out. I mean, the sun's out, the tide's out. What more could you want? Yeah, yeah it is, isn't it? Yeah, you don't want to get bogged down in that, do you? Um, in, a, in a nutshell, by the way, uh, how would you sum up any, any criticism towards the route? I mean, <clears throat> I think I've seen more criticism about the routes uh, this week than I've ever had um, since I've been designing them. But listen, it's, it's super tough. We have to go um, to the regions um, that, are, that are paying to have the race. And unfortunately, the regions that are paying to have the race are, you know, a pan flat. Um, so <clears throat> it is super difficult. I understand everybody's frustrations with it. But trust me, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, not, it's not something that, uh, that we wanted to do. It's, it's just what we've had to do um you know and it's 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 a tough one you know it's like i feel like a football manager sometimes you know because everybody can be a football manager can't they and everybody sits there and say well i could have designed this route but nobody actually really knows what goes into it so um it's it's been frustrating this week and by the way parkours that's just the route isn't it that's just yeah, the french yeah, route. yeah um Everyone knew this. Everyone knows the stages. Yeah, and it's a, isn't it as much down to the teams to actually give the breakaway a go? Like, I'm going to catch up with St. Pyrrhon in a minute, and they gave it a go a couple of days ago. We've had Global Six with a couple. Uh, Bolton have given it a go with James Boucher, but nobody's. There's a few teams there that could do more if you wanted to. Of course, you know it, it does come down to the riders as well. You know, it's like they're the ones that make the racing, 
um, you know, it's 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 easy. You know, I'm sure some of the World Tour teams could get on and, and drill it. You know, it's like, I mean, the first hour of racing yesterday, we did nearly 49 kilometres in the first hour, so it was absolute full gas. But yeah, the teams make it and the riders make it as much as um, the parkour that I design. Ricky, the owner of St. Piran, has just been mobbed by uh, four blokes dressed as beef eaters who I believe are, are quite quite famous. You, you guys are relatively famous, aren't you? Relatively. We don't yeah. like to talk about it. Sedley's celebrities. So yeah. you, you guys are always, you always go to the Tour de France on one, on one corner, is that Absolutely. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Beef eater bed. You see out to it. Yes, well, yeah, what a great place to be. It's the best. How long have you guys been doing this? Two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah. Two thousand nine. Yeah, my best friend, but there's some guy called WVA. Um, it's a bit like a beer in it. Was that IPA? Is yeah. it called? Similar. IPA. Well, I don't know. Yeah. We're gonna knock him off. Right. Well, you're gonna knock him off. <laughs> <laughs> R- Ricky said you're all CEOs. Is this true? Like yeah, you're yeah. All... I was gonna say we. We do have proper jobs like as well. Is this going on LinkedIn or? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, this is what you could have had. Oh. So Ricky's currently got an ice cold beer and putting it on these guys' heads. Put it under the hat. What, what, what are your names, sorry, by the way? Uh, Beefy to Bend. Uh, I'm t- sorry, sorry the, 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 yeah, it's a group of Beefy to Bend. My name's Super C. Uh, TMG. Richard. Elvis. Elvis, sorry. Hello, mate. Uh, Cammy. <laughs> right. Um, and you've been invited. You, well, Ricky wants to team up with you guys, is that right? You got any yeah, beers? Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Any beers? This, this is our local oh, area. So we, we, three of us are from Rayleigh. Lovely. Well, actually, five of us are, but the other two couldn't make it. And, um, and we're from uh, Essex, uh, from, from Yorkshire. Right, Yorkshire. So, so what's what's your plan today? Have so, you got? So we've got. Um, we're here now, obviously, and then we're doing another two two bends en route. And uh, yeah, just gonna try and enjoy the day and support the riders as we go round. So it'd be superb. And do you play music as well? No, no yeah, occasionally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what are the instruments? <laughs> no, these two are international DJs, so it's mainly mixing yeah, that they do. Also down with you know. the Ministry of Sound. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 They, are, they are good DJs. So wow. it's, it's mainly it's a it's a it's an eclectic mix of like Dutch Europop and British dance music. So yeah. that's what we yeah. That's so, up. So not not see less mix. Yeah. <laughs> dance yeah. and drink beer. Yeah. So four blokes, basically fat boy slim, but dressed as beefy as today's. So oh, I think you've you've summed it up perfectly. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> James Fouchet, have you wrapped up this King of the Mountains competition? Nah, not yet. Still like forty points. So on the last day, so we got a bit to go. How, how are you? How are you feeling about Kafili Mountain when you get there? Like, is this a case of like getting as many as you can before like those guys try and try and get there? Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, I don't know. There's not too much I can do. It's probably not in my, not in my. It's not in my control. So we'll see what we, what happens on the day. And I've been learning some lingo. So so um, Tom Pickett's a poncher, isn't he? Yeah. So what what would you what would you say you are? Probably that, all-rounder sort of thing. Yeah, I can do a time trial when needed. I'm not, I'd am not. i say I'm not the best at anything, but I'm pretty good at everything. Could you have him? Will you have him when he, when he gets there? Would you back yourself against Pidcock when he, get, when he gets to Kefili Mountain? <laughs> nah, not Pidcock. Come on, give us some fighting talk, come on. You've done, you've done this, well, the, this well so far. I'll say if he gives me a lead and, I, and I'm in the breakaway, then yeah, I, could, I, I reckon... Hopefully I could hold on. So, all right, I'll twist that as a headline. James Fouché says, yeah, I'll take Pidcock anytime, anywhere, any place. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> right, good luck today. Uh, I can see you've got the Commissaire 
You've got a blue shirt, you've got the commissaire badge on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what is your role? What is a commissaire? The commissaire is, in a football match, you'd call us the referee and linesman. So that's kind of the, the basic kind of uh, analogy, if you like. So, um, what's your name, sorry? Martin. Martin, Martin. Martin what? Bridgewood. So, Martin Bridgewood, um, are you in a car today? Like, what, what's your role? Yeah, we're, uh, we're commissaire two, uh, and we rotate two, three, and four. So today, we will, we will be halfway down uh, the car convoy. Um, and, and what's the, so far, what's this tour been like? Fair, fairly straightforward, or have you had any investigations? There was one, I might as well ask you, uh, Tobias Anderson, stage two, going down. There was some talk about maybe, you know, did he get a little bit unfairly squeezed out? Potentially an elbow. I mean, what was, was there a discussion around? Because well, for, for those who don't know, he he on that final part of the sprint into Wrexham, uh, into the town centre, he got squeezed to the right, and before you knew it, he was getting completely pushed off and, and crashed into a road cone and went flipped over. We uh, we review the majority of uh, the television pictures for the final sprints on most of the stages. Uh, we go into the television truck and take a, a look, and for sure there was a discussion. Uh, but I'm not going to give you the outcome of the discussion. Well, we know the outcome of the discussion because oh, he didn't yeah. get disqualified. So there, was, there was no decision. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, do, but in those sort of situations, do do the comment? Obviously, the decision was the decision. Is there a discussion with the riders at all? Like, oh, by the way, you, you were okay there, but just be, you know, uh, to have yes no. We uh, depends on the depends on what the uh, outcome of the sanction is. I mean, if you're about to actually kick a rider out of the race or disqualify a rider, uh, then yes, you would go and talk to them and get their side of the story. We're not Judge Juriana execution. Because yeah. Tobias told us that, that his, his DS, his director sportive, did, did yeah, come yeah. and speak to you. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Um, but generally speaking, the decisions that we make are final. Um, we're, and once that decision is made, it would be very, very difficult to undo it. And how quickly do you make the decisions? Are we talking like VAR? 18 replays, 17 times over. Not, not quite VAR because I think the footballers aren't very happy with VAR as it is. Um, we, uh, generally speaking, uh, we would attempt to make any decision that affected the result before the podium. So you've got very little time. Very little time, yeah. yeah. Final question from me. I'm just going to go back to that Wrexham incident. More of a technical thing, not really technical. But there were no parking cones on the road. Yeah. In the centre, yeah. when we knew the road was close, town centre, so yeah. we knew it was all close. As it, was this conversation around that at all? Because by that point, you can you don't need those cones there, right? Yeah, it was a discussion. Yeah, the trouble you've got, the law in this country says that if if they're not in the road, if they're on the pavement, they don't count. You can park there. <laughs> so that's the that's the anomaly of the law. But yeah. um, the discussion was had with the organisation about the location of those cones and whether it was possible to actually move them to the side immediately before the race approached and that's what we've done on subsequent stages so any parking cones that have been on the road in the last few kilometres in the in the stages since have been moved onto the footway five minutes before the race arrives. And I keep saying final question Martin but I am finding our, our discussion here, here fascinating. We know in football, I'm going to keep going back to football because you, you, you'd want to brought up the, the analogy. Referees, footballers, they don't particularly, I don't think footballers are that keen on refs and are we, happy to uh, criticise. What's the, what's the relationship like with riders? Uh, we get far more respect than a football referee. That's not hard, is it? <laughs> That's not difficult, no. But will, but will you have, like, you know, you know, pleasant disagreements? You know, agree, will you agree, disagree, agree disagree, whatever? We, we, we agree to disagree on several occasions, but, you know, at the end of the day, 
the working relationship with the, with the, with the team managers and, and with the riders. They do respect our decision and what we're doing. So, in that way, we, we're quite lucky. Well, Martin, um, you, were, you were heading down that route. I'll let you, I'll let you get going, but pleasure to meet you. Thank you. And by the way, have a, have a sticker if you've got somewhere to stick it on your phone. We're called On Your Bike. And we've got every episode out of like mini documentaries every day. Okay, mate. Take it easy. Oh, it well. Harry, Harry, have you got a, have you got a moment, Harry? Just uh, yeah, to... walk and talk. Yeah, yeah walk, walk. I mean, I keep going. Get some food. Um, well, okay, go. This is a, this is a new experience. Uh, right. So, I mean, you are the breakout star to, to use a pun there. On uh, so far in this series, you know, you're getting in the breakaway, you're getting in amongst it. What's that experience been like so far? Uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't the plans to be there, but like when no one from the team was there, then I just got to go for it um, because otherwise we have no one there. So, um, I mean, yeah, I don't regret it, and we've done really well as a team. And hopefully, like we buy the lottery ticket and we go to the finish line one time, but it hasn't happened yet. So, we're going to keep doing what we're doing, and hopefully, uh, maybe you know, one day it pays off. It, it would be. I mean, we've seen the, the social channel, like you know, go. They put the memes out and all the rest of it about oh, the yeah. older teams and stuff. Um, has there been any discussion about you know trying to break the Yumbo? I don't want to say monotony. You know, you, uh, you made it pretty fun, but you know, for <laughs> the, if you're just looking at results, the same thing yeah. every day. Like, are the other teams gonna gonna do something? Do you, do you talk to those guys? You uh, go, come on, guys, let's get let's yeah, break up for together. Sure these boys try and do something like today. Going back, Basbora. Yeah, yeah, they um, yeah. Yesterday they really kicked things off, and I think today they also want to make a really hard race. So, um, like, yeah, we want to be in the break, but a lot can happen, and. Um, it can be that, yeah, they, they also um, rip the race up and it can be that we're... And We're just getting up to your, your um, team camper now. I mean, just for you, you know, how, how tricky has it been getting in the breakaway? Because you've managed it yeah. much every day. Uh, the other days, yeah. Some days it was closing the road and it's very, like, just hard to actually get through. But then other days, like, yeah, they were fighting for a long time yesterday. Um, and, like, breaks went, could work 15, 20 minutes, thought it's done to come back. And then, you know, like, yeah, just constant attacking. The bigger teams wanted to go, but then Yumbo not letting them. And they're dangling on 15 seconds for 20, 30 Ks. So, it, yeah, it's really, uh, some days it's so different to others. And I think now it's getting towards the end, it can be harder uh, and more of a fight to go. Now, I'm, I'm guess, I can guess what this is maybe for my running days and putting oh, kilometre markers on. You've got yeah, a bit, yeah. you bit of gaffer tape on your, on your, on your, on your panel yeah, here. What's this about? Just when we have some bottles and climbs. Um, so 36 kilometres in, there's a bottle. Yeah, yeah. 42, there's a climb. You've got a little triangle by yeah, there. Yeah, a little climb. Uh, some other... Is that 50? Is that an S? 50 uh, yeah, it could be the sprinter one. Um, yeah, there's more climbs, bottles. That's narrow roads. Attention, like, be uh, in a good place. And going down, we've got a left turn, right turn finish, you know? Um... You see, you see, yeah, yeah, you see. Now, you know, TDT gave this vibe of like, oh, you're all happy-go-lucky, but obviously you're taking it very seriously to the point of actually putting all this down on here. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, or is I mean, that after stage one where you were like, no, we have oh, it, there's we two have sprints. It, oh, no, there's only we one. Have it in the radio, we have it in the radio as well, but it's always nice just to look down and to see what's the next point coming on, the bid-on's coming. You're always aware of it then, I think. It's quite... Um, and also I can tell the guys as well. Um, like final thing, and I know you've got to get some food in you. Um, Harry asked you about a game, and I don't think she'd quite got what I was talking no. about. We saw on, on, on Twitter, I think it was, like a bit of rock, paper, scissors to oh, decide yeah. on the breakaway. Is that, was that what it was, or was it a bit of a joke? No, no, we have a, we have a plan of who really we want to go, but um, you can't just say, right, you go on the breakaway, because you have to jump and jump and jump, and if you jump ten times, and then you're knackered, and then you're not in it. So like the other guys have to support and maybe just like surf around the wheels a little bit and just try and help them um, 
like even if the brake is going then we could just like say go in it and sit on it and not even ride and then maybe it comes back so then the next person can go with the next one and then maybe that one sticks well good luck today if and when you get in the breakaway i'm pretty sure the beef eaters will give you a good luck tdt see you in a bit Sammy was discussing kind of the the team's responsibility to to actually get out there and, and make the race come to life and I wonder if it's um, just symptomatic of racing at the moment that Jumbo Visma are such a, a force to be, to be reckoned with that other teams are perhaps frightened to, to try and do anything um, there's been accusations that they're strangling the race but there are other strong teams there and you know alliances could be formed new ideas um, it's, it's difficult on flat stages to come up with something new or to, to take the ball by the horns and really go out there and attack when when a team as strong as Jumbo Visma is trying to control things and also there's the added complication that there are other teams here with sprinters who are actually uh, going for the same outcome and so they also want to keep the race nice and controlled so they can get their sprinters to the finish line so it's really not as easy as all that but Certainly would be good to see something different today. Yeah, who knows might be the winner today. Well, I better set off and head to Harlow to try and find Sani. Sani, have a great day and we'll catch up with you soon. Yep, uh, great day to you too, Harriet and Katie. We'll keep in touch with you as the race leaves Southend and heads across Essex. Quick race update for you guys. With 116.4 kilometres to go, there is a breakaway of three, would you believe, out front. It consists of two riders from the ever-present TDT Unibet team. They are the ever-present Abram Stockman. And today he's got a new teammate with him. It's Joran Bloom. So they've got two guys up the road, along with a friend, Camille Maletsky of Q36.5 Pro Team. So it's another trio of riders. There was a suggestion that Sam Bennett was going to try and get away today in the break. He had a little uh, a little foray out front, but decided better of it in the end. And once again, Jos van Emden and Stephen Kreiswijk of Jumbo Visma are keeping an eye on things and controlling the pace at the front of the bunch. So really, it is just copy and paste from the previous days. We're hoping to see something pick up a little bit more in the latter stages of the race, of course. But other than that, it's all quiet. Back to you guys. Uh, I've just run into Jeremy. Jeremy, what's your surname? Uh, Ensman. Jer- Jeremy Ensman. Yeah. So uh, Jeremy's been following the entire tour for L'Equipe, the very famous uh, French newspaper, and he's been doing lots of shooting uh, and filming and all sorts. L'Equipe did a Ballon d'Or, don't they? Those guys, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, pretty important people. Um, I see you've got one of the British delicacies. You'd call it a croque monsieur. <laughs> yes, it is ham and cheese. <laughs> um, what's your experience been like so far? You know, we've, we've seen you pretty much every day, everywhere. Every stage has got a different vibe as well. Yes, it was uh, very fun, very sunny this week <laughs> on the tour of Britain. And uh, this morning I went uh, in the camping car with uh, Team Great Britain. So it was a very fun moment and. Um, I discovered so so many things, so many landscapes, so many riders too. So very fun week here. You're gonna 
accidentally become like the British cycling expert, aren't you? You're going to be the guy, and Lakeep will go, and it would be like all the you know uh, all the TV channels will be like, oh, Canal Plus, oh, we're just going to cross to Jeremy. Jeremy, tell us about this guy. And you're like, yeah, I can tell you all about Harry Tanfield. <laughs> yeah, about Isan Vernon, uh, about Harry Tanfield. No, it's. Uh, I think a very good week, very good uh, vibe with the, the fan here, with the, the sun, the, the cities too are, are very beautiful to, to discover here. So I think yeah, the Tour of Britain is uh, one of the, the great European uh, uh, cycle race. They should put that. That's the tagline. <laughs> uh, right. Well, I'm getting a bit jealous of your croc, Monsieur. So I will. I will go get. Where did you? Where did you go to get it? Is it just? Is it just this cafe here by the yes. by the beach? Uh, yeah. The sea is completely out, so yeah. uh, it'd be very very muddy. You can go crabbing if you wanted to, but I wouldn't recommend it. Um, right. I will see you. Harlow. Harlow. Yeah. Yeah. Avianto. Yes. Avianto. Yeah. Can we get an americano as well? Yeah, of course. Is that all built? Sorry. Uh, just black. Just black. It was loud for one second, then you tailed off. Madam, you were the first one to stop banging. Not good enough, right? That was pretty rubbish. So I finally made it into the car park and parked up and found the finish line. Now, when I first parked up, I was a bit like, oh, it's dead quiet round here. Boy, am I wrong. It's so busy. And you know what? Today is full of cyclists. Like, there's bikes literally everywhere. I, I can't see someone without a bike, except maybe me. Like, everybody's brought the bikes, they've cycled here. And the finish line, it's kind of like in the middle of two hills. So, like, there's people sunbathing on either side. They brought picnic baskets. There's someone taking a selfie over there. They're just having the time of their lives. It's all kicking off, actually. Um, we had 100 kilometres to go, and it was like that moment was chosen by the Flanders Balois team to relight everything and kick everything off again. So we have a rider, Alex Coleman from Flanders Balois, who kicked out the front, clipped off, went up the road, um, and it opened the floodgates essentially because the gap had come down so low that it then gives that opportunity for other riders to make a move to bridge across to that front group. So he went, a rider from St. Parent went, went, a rider from Uno X, and it just kind of all exploded for a bit. Now, Coleman from Flanders Balois and an Uno X rider, who I haven't quite ID'd yet, but I will let you know, made it across to that group. So now it's a group of five. Jumbo Visma were okay with that. They were trying to block the road to make sure that that was just, you know, okay, five riders, we can, we can handle that. Then a St. Piran rider breaks out of the bunch and tries to chase them down. He is immediately chased down by Jumbo Visma rider at top speed. He does not want to let him get away. And it just keeps going now. It opened the floodgates and there's more and more attacks coming. Ineos followed, Bora Hansgrohe followed, and it's not settled at all yet. So there's still a lot of action. There's a lot of movement on the road and that break of five aren't safe yet because there's too much going on behind them at the moment. So very much in a state of flux at the moment this race it's quite exciting looking forward to seeing what happens next hello how long have i got and where do i need to go uh, anywhere off the road not here yeah 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 <laughs> uh how long till they come we've got a, about 20 30 minutes yeah oh, right, it's the place where everyone's come photographers are here lots of cyclists a sea of color and of course who have we got here 
We've got the beef eaters. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, not one beer. One beer. One beer. And we've had five sparkling waters. Okay. Did you have an orange juice? Uh, I, I had a mango juice. Oh, so mango. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Who, Who had the Ribena? Who had the Struble? Right, the team guys coming through. Um, give, give us a toot, give us a toot. <laughs> So you ride as well yourself yeah, then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird for me seeing all these boys because like Ethan Vernon I grew up racing and like Tom Pidcock, I raced him as a junior. So yeah, it's, it's quite cool. So what, what's your name? I'm Tim. Tim, Tim what? Yeah, Tim Torrey. So, Tim Torrey. Yeah, I raced the National 10 last weekend. Oh, uh, okay, um, great. Well, well, it's funny. Well, Tim, let's, let's grab you for a moment here on On Your Bike Pod whilst I give you a sticker actually. Because uh, we have been discussing as well about the future of, of British cycling and where we're up to. And you're kind of at the sharp end of that and what the scene's like. And it's yeah, exactly what we yeah. talking about in our bonus episode yesterday and whether, whether there is still a scene. Oh, definitely. I mean, there's loads of um, you know, people trying to get road racing at the grassroots level in this country back to where it was. I think the key in this country is getting it to a state where we can have grassroots road racing on closed roads like the ones we see today. Because, you know, being on open roads when we're doing national bead road racing and things, which is like the sort of second tier racing in this country, as it were, it's just too dangerous. So you're, so you're racing on a road with cars coming, and that road has still got cars going down. And like, is it is it one of those where they've, they've said like, stick to the left, or have you actually well, got? Essentially, yeah, riders have to stay to the left. But as the level has improved and the race speeds are higher, you know, national B races now are run off at 45 k's an hour. You know, pretty similar speeds to what yeah. these guys are doing today. Um, so the level is just so high that to be competitive, you've got to take risks, and risks involve riding at oncoming cars. So it's, yeah, <laughs> it, it's not, yeah, it's changing, but obviously change takes time. Um, so yeah, but as I say, events like this just make it all the better because it brings the racing to people. Well, yeah, uh, we just got the commentary man uh, next as well, so that's going on. Here, have a sticker. Stick, yes. it, on your, stick it on your phone, <laughs> and you'll know you'll know to subscribe. So, in your opinion, there is very much still a British road scene, road racing scene. Probably needs more support. Definitely, yeah. I think it's a, the, the level of racing is as strong as it's ever been. Like the races that are run off in national series races now are run off at record speeds. So the level is as high as it's ever been and the riders are there. It's just the volume of events aren't there because of difficulties in running them. Um, there's a you know there's a myriad of reasons, but as I see it, just getting the roads shut for most races is the key. Because it just makes it more like an event basically, because people see bike racing in a lot of places and they're like that it's not you know it's quite amateurish. So that's the key. So ultimately what our pod is boiling down to is talking about council decisions and bureaucracy yeah. but something like this and it's successful in the sun exactly is exactly what you need to, yeah, to, make, precisely. It, to make it work yeah and, and you know active Essex active Suffolk it's all the kind of things that they're trying to achieve um, so yeah it's just trying to bring racing to people rather than having us go out to the middle of nowhere and race road races at you know, nine o'clock in the morning in the middle of a, a field. Yeah, that's do, do you still enjoy it? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I'm racing my bike every day. It's a privilege to be out every day. Like, yeah, you can't can't not love it. So. Uh, and any, any f- future ambitions for oh, you? For, for me, I'd love to turn pro. That's the key. Um, I know, as I say, I raced, I grew up racing guys that are in this race today. So I know that I can be at the same level as them. It's just 
taking the results when, when you need to take them, basically. I know Red through racing him with him at Vitus when we were first sort of budding pro riders, and yeah, he's an awesome guy and love racing with him. And yeah, congrats to him with his win in Bulgaria. Nice one, Tim. Right. Um, are they coming? They're coming. They're here. Just crossed the, the climb, uh, the Category Three climb, and Jack Rootkingray of St. Piran crossed that climb first, I believe. There's 45 kilometres to go in the stage, so that five-man breakaway that I told you about when I last spoke to you did stay away. Uh, it's currently a three-man breakaway because we've had a couple of guys with some issues. We had Abram Stockman um, with a mechanical so he's hanging off the back trying desperately to make his way back he's sort of stuck in no man's land now between the peloton and the break and Danny van der Took of Kern Farmer is also just had a wheel change so he too is off the back so we've got a situation whereby the breakaway that was doing pretty well is now fractured a little bit but St Piran are really in the driving seat now they've only got a 50 second gap though and with 45 kilometers still to ride it's probably going to be a doomed day for those guys. But let's give them a big boost and a big cheer because we obviously want to see the breakaway do really well. And it would be great to see St. Piran do well today as well. Catch up with you again soon. It's very interesting now. It's very interesting. We're not being given any leash by the World Tour teams. Isn't that real respect? We, yeah. You know, our budget is so tiny. We rely on the general public, on people. There's no sponsors on our jersey, right? Just, what, why is that? Um, Personally, it might sound... I've seen a lot of mistakes in cycling over 30 years. When I sent St Piran up... Now, remember, we were a club team, you know, seven years ago. So whether that's your local football or rugby team, that's where we are. And now we're up, if you like, playing in the Premiership. But I think perhaps sometimes it's a broken model in, in pro sport. You know, there's always a rinse and a change of sponsors. So if we can build something that's really special, that's a really great platform, that a lot of people feed into our ecosystem, so whether it's the general public or partners... Or sponsors like to do it in a different way with us, and it's our voice. Uh, you know, our main point, I guess, is we've been seen by 180 million people in two years. Because they go, oh look, protein, no advertising. Let's have a look. Let's see what they're about. And at what point would you? 45 million. Fly <laughs> the Cornish flag less vigorously. 45 for million a, pounds for a British flag. For uh, <laughs> British flag, well. A start in the Tour de France. You know, you, no, a start in the Tour de France is, you know, you can only, you, you'd only dream of it. And, um, you know, you need 20 million a year to compete with these guys for a couple of years. You know, that would be beyond me per se to, to you know, I, I can help be part of that. But imagine that. We had a GB team with no advertising in the Tour de France. What does a left back in a Premiership cost? 40 million? Would you trade yeah. a start in the Tour de France for all that exposure? You know, for employing 26 people, having 16 riders, doing a multitude of races. You know, if there's a CEO out there that wants that, because it's not a big ask if you look upon it in terms of a left back in the Premiership. So, so I've just been roaming around. Oh! I've just seen Anna and Dan. Hi, it, hi. hi Harry, lovely to meet you. Hi, so I've actually not met Anna and Dan before for you guys. They were obviously there yesterday when I missed. The race. Oh, there's a drone up there. I wonder who's recording that. Have you guys been to the start line? 
no, a bit, bit far away from me, Southend. No, we didn't go to the start this morning, no. So you just... Harlow, yeah. You're just joining the finish line like me. Have you been listening to the race? No. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I've been at work this morning, so no. So very much like me, none of us have any idea what's going on. Oh! Okay, so we've just heard from Harriet. She's on the finish line, uh, ready to watch the sprint unfold. If it is a sprint, that is. We've got Dimitri Peskins from the Bingo WB team, who's gone off on a flyer. He took the rest of the peloton by surprise. Nobody's tracking him down at the moment. And he has 15, 16 seconds over the bunch with 4.5 kilometers to go. And he is piling in the watts at the moment. He's really pushing on this solo breakaway effort. So the, the two from Unibet, from TDT Unibet, were closed down quite a while ago, maybe around 14, 15 kilometers to go. And it obviously picked up the pace ready for this sprint running. But yes, yeah, so they've got, to, they've got to catch Dimitri Peskins before they get their sprint. Uh, and we've currently got Bora Hansgrohe leading the charge. Oh, Gaviria has crashed again. I think that's his second, third crash this week. Who? Oh, no. Yeah, he crashed at Worlds and he's come here to get some fitness back in and he just keeps crashing. There's a bandage on his right hand as well. So that's from stage two when he took all the skin off his hand. But he's persevering, but it's just not happening for him. That was awful. Hopefully both riders are okay. It's always, it's always at the back because it's it's far more it's it's far safer to be at the front. So if you're at the back, sometimes they're just not necessarily paying 100% attention, and a, a knock of wheels or just you know a bit of something in the road, and it will just cause a crash. Came second behind uh, behind Daniel Van Poppel, who was Sam Bennett's lead-out man technically, but obviously he got a chance today. My goodness! Uh, do you know who that rider I think, is? I think that's Alex Selby, Danish rider. He's, he's oh my god! Honestly, I could burst into tears. Seriously, all of his skin's coming off. Like it's actually horrendous. I really hope he's okay. Like all his clothes are ripped, and all you can see is just like blood and greys. I really hope he's all right. Wow. I mean, I guess that's the reality of cycling. Well, it's brutal. Sprinting's so brutal. You can either win, not, yeah, you can either win or get crashed out. And effectively, he could, that could be his season over if he's, in, if he's injured himself bad enough. But 
Yeah, you've got to be absolutely crazy to be a sprinter. Like, you're travelling at 70 kilometres an hour coming to this finish. I literally can't believe you even managed to cross the finish line. Hi, Danny, congratulations. Hello. Thank you. Um, so normally you're the lead-out guy, yeah. but today you got your win. <laughs> yeah, it's quite cool. Uh, Sam felt not great, so then we switched to me, and it's also a good opportunity, and I was quite close last week, but now I took the win. It's really cool, yeah. So was this your chance after the tour of Germany? Do you feel on good form? <laughs> yeah, Germany was super good, uh, also before Hamburg. But yeah, you want to win, and today I, I do. But uh, before it was always second, third, second, and I know you don't need to give up. Um, one day the win will be there, and that's today. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fantastic. So you said Sam's not feeling so good? Yeah, I don't know. He's maybe a bit sick, I don't know. But uh, the team trusts me, and uh, normally I'm not super confident, but the team gives me a lot of trust, and yeah, I think uh, that's really important for a sprint. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, fantastic. You did a great job today. Good luck for the rest of the Thank stage. You. Thank you. Uh, Danny, were you just kind of waiting for a lane to open up or were you just hoping it would happen at the end there? I knew it was, uh, was a hard finish and then uh, you need also some luck, of course, and they open up. Uh, there was space to go through and I took the chance. And, and uh, yeah, and then the jump was super important today. Uh, I know the timing of me. I know I can do it really well. And uh, I think I did the perfect jump to win the race today. Yeah. And, uh, how hectic was the final kilometer? Oh, super hectic. The whole week already, it's, you know, small teams. It's totally different than in the World Tour. I really <laughs> need to get uh, used to it. But yeah, I have a super strong team and they bring me always to the front. So that makes it uh, less hard. And uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy um, because the race is not super hard. It's everybody's fresh in the, in the final. Uh, this is Sunny. Well, obviously it's Sunny uh, with Ethan Fern. Ethan, I mean, I've seen the photo finish. I know what your reaction has been when you've come third and when you come second. So, I mean, I've set you up here to say I'm really disappointed. But how are you feeling? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get, I get that's the closest second you're going to get, isn't it? So, uh, even more disappointing. Yeah, uh, I think the closer you come to first, the, the more disappointing it gets. But yeah, but, but like you know, we're talking the ha a hair's breadth. So basically. You, I mean, you are as good as these guys. If ever you had any moment of doubt at all. Yeah, I know I'm as good as them. That's the thing that's annoying. I've had six chances and kind of getting better each day, but we run out of chances. But yeah, I can't be disappointed with uh, four podiums. <laughs> a cat has seven lives, doesn't it? Seven lives for a cat is seven lives for a cat, isn't it? Seven times a charm. Nine. Nine. Is it nine? Oh, it's nine. You've got even more time. <laughs> Even yeah. the cat Vernon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think tomorrow's hilly. I, don't, I, I think it'll be in pieces tomorrow. So. Yeah. Yeah, we've got Stevie. Stevie will probably do it first time. <laughs> for, for the tapes, who's Stevie? Stevie Williams. Stevie Williams. So yeah, is our, our goat of the team, yeah. The goat. Yeah. The goat. Um, I saw uh, Noah before. He's got his family around here. He's, he's going to have a hangout with them. Um, and your family, family as well, here just to the side of us? Yeah, they're not too far away. An hour away, are you? Yeah, yeah about an hour away. So, they've, yeah. all the band, they've, nah. all, they've all left Manchester as well? No, they're... North London-ish way, Luton. <laughs> they, they don't like that when I say Luton. Oh, Bedfordshire. Bedfordshire. Yeah. That's what they'll say. Bedfordshire. <laughs> uh, right. Well, uh, I'm going to say more congratulations today. Yeah. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You can't get narrower margins. No, I know. I, I know I'm going all right. So yeah, I guess right. that's good. good Take it easy. Go. Yeah. Thank you. I can see a man in a vest with a bike. It must be him. 
I finally found him. Hello. Hello, Hello you're right. Um, Phil, Harriet, Harriet. Hey, nice to meet you. you. The world's sweatiest handshake from me, sorry. Yeah. Oh, don't worry, I'm not Phil's one of my uh, best mates. And Harriet, uh, co presenter of uh, On Your Bike. Yeah, how have you been getting on? Hello, my name is Alexander Selby. I'm 25 and I'm from Denmark. Currently, I'm racing for Bingol Veloni. Alexander, we've been wanting to talk to Bingol for a while. So I do say, you know, the reason we're talking to you now isn't because you've crashed. But just take us back to that incident. What, what happened there? Uh, we were doing the final few kilometers of the stage six. I said in the radio that I had good legs, so we were doing the sprint for me. We were staying behind DSM and moving up before the last kilometer. And out of nowhere, just in front of us, a movie star guy is uh, hitting the deck and uh, it was impossible for me to avoid him. He was uh, laying just in front of me. So I hit him and I went down quite hard. I think we were doing above 60 kilometers an hour at the moment and it was all the way to the right of the side of the road so we also hit a curb <laughs> so yeah I, I banged my head quite hard and also hit my elbow quite hard on the curb so yeah and how are you feeling right now because you've, you've spent quite a lot of time getting medical treated and then i think assessed as well yeah the medical staff did a great job they cleaned all my superficial wounds but the thing that took the most time was checking how my head is and the assessment at the moment is that I have maybe a concussion but not a serious one but they will advise me again tomorrow morning after they test me again. Okay well we don't want to keep you too long especially if you've got concussion we want you to have a rest but Harry. I was um, shocked to see that you could finish the race with such injuries yeah. How do you get back on the bike after something like that? <laughs> it's actually best to get on the bike as quick as possible because the pain is hitting a few minutes later because of the adrenaline in the blood. So if you don't finish right away, I think you will never get back on the bike. Uh, and I think that's just the racing instinct is that you have to get back in the race. But of course, I was really disappointed because today was probably the last uh, chance for me as a sprinter so yeah that's that's really annoying i also felt quite good and we were in a good position so yeah but happens in bike racing um i'll try and give you a positive here D dimitri had a breakaway towards the end great to see bingo leading out for a bit as well yeah i think he just went for it because the pace was really low and we already caught the breakaway he was in a good position to do it and then after he went I still had uh, my Italian teammate Davide to uh, do the lead out but uh, I actually don't know I just heard that Danny van Poppel won otherwise I know nothing of the result today. I would like to finish the race uh, it, it would have been my longest stage race if I complete all eight stages but yeah I think I will follow the advice tomorrow morning. Yeah, no, sensible, sensible answer today rest up hope the journey's okay and whether you start tomorrow night, we'll come, we'll come and see him and make yeah, sure we'll you're, you're okay. On. And for all, I'm sure all cycling fans watching are glad to hear it and see. Well, they can't see because it's radio. We but can see you. We can, we can see you. You're okay. You know, you're, you're okay. Well, best of luck. Thank you. Once again, 
we're at the finish line as everything has been packed away. Do you feel like it's deja vu? I bet you do. But we've reached a new low. We're actually sitting on the floor of the media car park, which is a new low for Sani and I. It's um, actually just a field. Well, it's a field, but it is the media car park. And you're in like a full, a like, glam dress. Uh, these, are, these are pants. This is a jumpsuit today. Oh, I see. Um, because the terrible thing is I've only got winter clothes. I, I, I literally packed tons of winter clothes. And now this is it. You're actually... I'm going to be, I've got a full suit for tomorrow. I'm going to be dying. Excellent. I'm going to be wearing this vest and a pair of pants by the end of the you're day. Actually, you're actually the exact same shade as a green screen. So if you if you do ever go on Eurosport GCN, you would actually, with that outfit, be a floating head with hands. Katie, the end of the race was just so unexpected, wasn't it? It was a complete surprise. We've been banging on for days about looking forward to something a bit different, really hoping something different happens. And we had quite a bit of it today, although it was in in bursts. We did have a, a, bun, a bit in the middle where there was lots of excitement when the first breakaway got caught, but the finish was really exciting. Um, yeah, different sprinting kind of different involvement with, with, with different people and, and Coy out, well, slightly out of position, just couldn't make it all the way today. I think Van Aert uh, left him a little bit too soon. And it's just proof that Jumbo, even Jumbo Visma are human. Yeah, definitely. And there was an awful crash, wasn't there, towards the yeah, end of the race? Yeah, it was, yeah. I, it, you couldn't see it very well um, from the cameras, but there was a bike flying in the air. This was that kind. It was at that kind of level. And obviously they're going at such high speeds at that point. Um, very worrying for, for everyone involved. I hope they're all okay. And I know that you guys have been chatting to a couple of them, so that's good news. Honestly, Katie, we all know it's my first race. I keep banging on about it, but I've never seen an injured cyclist in real life obviously i've seen them on the telly for like tour de france whatever but i was so so shocked when i saw it all his outfit was ripped his outfit his lycras were ripped and you could just see blood all down the side of his body and i was thinking how is he even riding a bike yeah it's it's really horrible to see in real life it's horrible to see on the tv let alone you know when you're right there and you see them all all bloodied up and, and bashed up and bruised they're tough guys these cyclists I don't know how, how Ethan Vernon was feeling. What happened to him at the end, Harriet and Katie? So we, Anna, Dan and I, I'm saying we as if you can all see us, you obviously can't, were literally on the finish line, bang on the finish line. We were banging the side of the fence like, come on. We all looked at each other and we're like, Ethan's won, Ethan's won. Oh my goodness, Ethan's won. And we were like made up. And then the guy was like, there's been a check because he thought that Vernon had won as well, the commentator. And then he was like, actually, there's a quarter of a bike in it. And Ethan Vernon second, Danny Van Poppel first. And obviously, not that we know him, but we've got to chat to him quite a few times this week. And so, because he's Team GB, Team GB and we're obviously British, we were backing him all the way. So we were like, third, second, and now he's first. But then it wasn't meant to be, was it, Katie, unfortunately? No, I was at home with the exact same reaction. I was like, yeah, Ethan's done it. But um, I'm really also really pleased with Danny Van Poppel because he's a really nice guy too. And he's done so much work as a lead out man for Sam Bennett and for other sprinters in his career. And he's a brilliant sprinter in his own right. And as we saw today, um, and he just, he timed it to perfection today. We've got a, we've had a nice flavour today. And I suppose, Katie, we, the backdrop to this was, would we see something different? And conclusively, we did. Was this... Um, the rest of the peloton responding or, or a bit of Yumbo maybe not quite coming together? Yeah, I think a bit of both, really. Um, at the end of the day, it was still a sprint, um, still the same players involved, just a bit of bad timing by Yumbo Visma. Um, 
But, you know, we're leading into the weekend now. We get a, a different uh, parkour for the next couple of days. So diff- different kind of days coming up. And I think it's uh, it was a breath of fresh air to lead into it with, with something different. So that's it. I've been Harriet Muckle. I've been Sunny Rudrabadula. And I've been Katie Madwick. On your bike returns in Tewkesbury tomorrow. On Your Bike is a Sandpod production.